This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Hey gang, welcome to part two of the Orbison family interview. If you haven't listened to part one, stop right now and go back and listen and catch up. If you have, please enjoy the second half of this epic interview. So you said you watch all the shows and we've seen you on the med twice and yeah. they're expanding the franchises now to Australia, yeah. Norway. Do you think you would ever do another franchise or are you attached to In them? a heartbeat. I mean, in a heartbeat, they're making this into more than it is. Uh, Even the fans and everything, they're like, oh, you know, it's a train wreck and everything. Like, oh, no, it was a great boat. Captain Sandy is a wonderful person. The people on the boat, uh, Z is funny. I got along with everybody. They treat us great and first class from beginning to end. That's amazing. It's just, it is a massive show. It is a big production. It is a lot of legal liabilities. It is a lot. It is a big work. And I honestly don't know how they do it. They deserve all the awards they get and all the praise. And I would work with any of those people in any capacity. They just got nominated for a couple Emmys too. So that's pretty awesome. And my wife is Swedish and I party in Norway. I have a lot of Norwegian friends. I would love to do Norway. I would love to do below deck sailing. I would love to do any of these. So we'll see. You know, I don't know if they think we've been on there too much. It does just so Not too much for us. Our episodes technically are the highest rated except for the one where Hannah was fired. Mm-hmm. Of, of the entire franchise, all of the seasons of all the shows. You go, Roy Jr. You yeah, go. our two, our two <laughs> fight, and then it went down. And I believe it's happening now again. It was doing okay, and this is the one. Right. I have a feeling this one's going to spike again. We'll just have to see. Yeah. So we would be honored to do it, and I say it with a little bit of honor. I would love if they would do it. So I would absolutely do it again. Yes. I know Osa is babysitting back there in the background, but if she wants to pop on and say hi, that'd be great. Osta is walking in the room right now, and Bo, Bo, and Roy, Roy, come here too. We're all here. Yay. We'll come here for a minute. Come here, boys. We're Hi, talking. guys. How are you? Say hello. Hello. <laughs> We're talking about your trip on the boat. Did you guys have fun? Yeah. This yeah. is Roy 3 you're talking to. Roy 3, say hello. Hello. Hi, Roy 3. Can you say <laughs> hi, Bo? Little yogurt things. Here, let's stop eating yogurt. Yeah. Ask Roy for a question here. Roy, they want to know something. What would you like to know? What would you like to tell them about the boat? Did you like making the horn go off on the boat? Yeah. That was fun. Was it really loud while you were in there? Yeah. Yeah, it sounded like it on the show. Would you like to go back? Yeah, I would. Yeah. <laughs> That's an easy answer. <laughs> What's your favorite thing to do in the water? Uh, surfing. Surfing. Very cool. One thing That's that awesome. they didn't know that was amazing was Chef Matt. He baked a cake together with Roy. Oh, really? You know, that's what I'm saying. There's so much they didn't use. Even this, I was sure they were going to use it because Roy went down with Matt alone. Roy and Bo. Roy and Bo and cooked a meal. And there would just be so many cute little moments there. Oh, my gosh. I want a behind-the-scenes episode. They need to do that on the unseen footage. We better get some of that on one of those episodes. And from a technical point, I guess they wanted to focus in more on the, the relationship between Lexi and Matt and that story arc. So this just doesn't fit in, you know. They can't have too much Matt and not enough Malia and stuff. And so 
So you don't get to see Bo was there, but it was really Roy. Roy three really connected with Matt and they were laughing and they were making stuff and they made one of the meals. And I really, I thought they could have fit that in so well. So it turns out I have more fun on the boat. I don't know what they use or what they don't. They didn't use anything we were going to use. And then they made, there was no partying on the first day. There was no partying on the second day. Mm -hmm. On the third day, I uh, started to party after the kids went to sleep. There was zero partying the fourth day and the fifth day. And they made the whole thing about this. We're talking about basically three hours. Right. So really, oh, so you weren't that livid. It wasn't like it had been going on. This was three hours out of total five days, I think. Right. And it was over pretty quickly. Like we were all, we went to bed pretty quickly when it went down. <laughs> I did love Roy Jr. When you were following Osa down to the cabin, you were breaking the fourth wall the whole time and waving to the cameraman and telling them goodnight. That was hysterical. <laughs> yeah. well, by then, uh, there was no fourth wall because they were like piranha sharks around me. As soon as I picked up the first drink that I was actually drinking, they were jumping out of the closets and running. <laughs> they have earpieces. They all have earpieces. There's main producers. So you could just tell they were just like going primary on the second thing in the back primary and i was getting attacked by all the cameramen and they were swarming like bees you know zooming in on my nose and my belly and because everything so i had six cameras there was all around me the whole time well looking at it i think you managed it pretty you know great i mean make it comedy because it's really tense you know so i'm walking there by myself doing nothing and there's six cameras filming me scratch my nose so you're gonna look at them there's real people there and you're going to look at him and wink, you know. We also got to know some of the cameras. So it would be my cameraman buddy, the one I liked the best. You know, I'd wink at him. And I was, so, again, I wasn't really doing it for TV. I was right. doing it for people who – it was me and this guy having a moment. And there my funniest thing was, as I'm walking back, I'm totally by myself. No one's around. And I go, that was a pleasant evening. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> so, I mean, I had so many one-liners. You do. I, I was and, like, wow. And you're a happy drunk. I do have to confess, I did call you Rowdy Roy on yeah. the, the first – episode we did for your guys trip i said this is a little different roy than we're seeing this is rowdy roy but now that i know that it was three hours out of five days i retract my rowdy roy and you're just happy roy so (laughs) my dad and elvis and carl perkins and chuck berry and little richard invented rock and roll back in the 50s and Mm -hmm. uh, my dad toured with the rolling stones when they were square nice guys you know and you'd imagine oh, these are the Rolling Stones are talking about. picturing Keith Richards as a square it's oh, <laughs> very hard they were wearing little suits trying to be like Roy Orbison so yeah so you know the idea is whatever you think of the Beatles or the Stones Roy was already hanging out with them and friends and on airplanes that were going to crash mm-hmm. before you ever before you got anybody ever knew them yeah. You know, so, so as nice as my dad was, I mean, gosh, he was there for all of that, all of that. Whatever you've ever heard about Johnny Cash or the Stones and everything, Roy was already there in real time. I don't know, Rowdy, do you get any more Rowdy than Stone Record? <laughs> I don't think so. But one thing I do want to say, from an outsider's perspective, children of celebrities, people who are famous, tend to either go to one side of the spectrum or the other. They live in who their parent was, or they shun it and just see their parent as their parent. You have found this sweet spot of balance in honoring your dad and your mom and 
and also doing your own thing that I'm just wowed by. And I just wanted to throw that in there that I'm very impressed by how you honor their legacy, but still do you at the same time, because you're a rare gem. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. Well, I'm aware, see, I still have a little bit of a humility that that is what we all go through. You know, you can see it in whether, you know, whether it's Frank Sinatra Jr., you go like, okay, obviously, you know, da, da, da. But, but it turns out everybody, that is just the family drama. We all, you know, our, our parents, we all have our little things and they're the people that challenge us and form us. And you, everyone is living in the shadow of their dad or mom. You know, you just are. It doesn't, it, so it doesn't matter if you're an electrician or a boxer or anybody. Everybody goes through that and we all have that. That's and a good so, way to look at it. Yeah, so I never felt any different in that way. But I also had just really nice parents and my dad was a little bit unusual. A lot of the first generation stars were a little bit more unusual. I thought I read in an article that you compared him to the reclusive level of Greta Garbo or Howard Hughes. Is that, did I read that right? Yeah, well, he, he basically invented that. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. I mean, that's that whole thing. Um, yeah, he had to buy the whole movie theater for us to go to the movie. He had to rent the whole, all the seats. Or, you know, we would only go to restaurants when they closed. They closed at 10. We would keep them open. That kind of thing, you know, was a, it's a little bit, that's very strange. That's very strange. Because we couldn't go anywhere. There weren't that many stars, you know, so we couldn't, we couldn't yeah. do any, anything without just, just couldn't do anything. So he, that was, and he was a very private person anyway. So yes, that was there. At the same time, you know, he went out and played a show every night for people. So how introverted could he have been? But, <laughs> right. but, but it, there's a difference between your professional life and your personal life. And I yes. think that's what the show kind of presents as well. The face that you put on in front of the guests, at least from the crew aspect of it, right? The face that you put on for the guests. And then I talked to charter guests that filmed my season that had no idea the drama that was going on with the crew because when we walked out in front of them everything was perfect everything was great and we were all smiling and everybody was fine and I think that that same level of professionalism it sounds like existed with your dad where he had this public persona that he wanted to exude and then the things with you guys he kept private because that is more manageable right that's the same thing that we do every day on charter when you're having a bad day you still have to go out there and perform but the way Yes, yes. Yourself among your coworkers is very different than what the guests will see. So it's yeah. kind of that same parallel, different levels, obviously. We weren't we aren't renting out movie theaters or anything, but <laughs> in order for us to be able to perform our jobs adequately and make the guests feel comfortable and for us to be successful at what we're doing, you have to be able to kind of wall that off and put out that public front, regardless of what's going on behind the scenes, literally. And I think that's very cool. And I definitely, before we wrap this up, I definitely wanted to find out what projects you're doing now and what you've got happening with you so people can follow you and follow what you've got going on. Mm -hmm. Well, what you see on these TV shows is a little bit of me going into what I call the post, what you just said was very complicated. We live in a post-celebrity age where politics and reality TV and just the world is just very complicated. Crime and everything. It's just so much that like the old-fashioned John Wayne star doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. So what you see there is a little bit of me just letting the walls down, good or bad. I don't really have anything to hide. 
I'm a pretty good guy and everybody has skeletons in the closet and stuff. So, so I'm kind of opening up even with this, like someone thinks it's so bad that I was drinking on a boat. Maybe Lisa Marie Presley wouldn't have done it. I don't know, but it's me letting my own baggage go as well, you know? And so I'm entering into this and good or bad, part of my new thing is a little bit more of a public persona of who I really am, good and bad, because there's so much fun stuff happening. So, I mean, my projects are so many that I actually don't usually pitch them and I don't even try, you know, I do blow deck and things. It's better for me to just live my life and get it rolling. But at the time of COVID, we had the number one play in the world with Pretty Woman, the musical. Mm -hmm. Of course, that's Gary Marshall's team with the movie and Paula Wagner, the great uh, super producer and a lot of other people involved. And Brian Adams wrote a lot of the music. So we're just one song and one part, but it does have the name and, you know, we get paid. So we're, we're part of that play. I count that. So we have the number one play in the world. I have two other plays in production. That's amazing. I have two movies in production. I wrote a book a couple of last couple of years. So I'm writing three books at the same time right now. Good grief. Um, yeah, I can't one get the, one out of me. <laughs> yeah, one, one of them is an Orbison movie and we're doing the Orbison bio, which is a big deal. And I can't talk about it too much because they haven't done the press releases on it, but we've got that. It's almost in production and we got a script and team behind it. So based on the book that you and no, your brother. Yeah. Started. Yeah. And one of the books is related to that. And so we, and then we have to do a documentary for the movie. So we've got a big documentary that we're working on. It's mm -hmm. significant. We just did one called love hurts. So we do a lot of documentaries, a lot of books, a lot of movies, but I do everything from design t-shirts or work with Gibson guitars on, rock and roll hall of fame events and country music hall of fame events and then i've got my own life and businesses and my kids you know my little roy he has a million hitter youtube where he does his song with joe walsh oh you know, my gosh my private life last year we went snowmobiling it was just me and joe walsh and ringo that's and very cool <laughs> so, so i've got my fun stuff i do which no one would believe it's beyond right. me. and then a work project oh so what other work projects so i play around i'm big on all the social media I do a podcast, Roy Orbison Jr.'s Rock and Roll Circus. I haven't even done one in a year. I'm going to do another one soon. The next one I'm going to do is Pretty Woman. I'm going to do a Pretty Woman podcast on the movie oh. and stuff going on. Then I'm going to do a Below Deck. This podcast inspires me. I thought I have to have my own podcast out there. So I'm going to do a little, probably repeat a lot of the stuff I said here on my thing. And Oh, I we're have... going to release it first. So neener, neener. Oh, you no. do. <laughs> I'm only kidding. <laughs> not really mad at that. It's just yeah. like, you have a little web That's you know, just so I, my door. Have, sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, I have Facebook and Twitter and .com and Thank Spotify you. playlists. And then I play shows and do charity gigs and, you know, Bob Dylan festivals. And I'm, I'm doing this Buddy Holly thing, birthday soon. And friends phone up and ask to do stuff. And I have a recording studio. And then we have to do another Orbison album. What we do is a deluxe package where we take outtakes and demos. And my brother and I complete a song. We worked with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra right mm -hmm. before COVID. And uh, that was Alex and Wesley, my brother, is their musician and help me run the companies and I help them run the companies. So right. we That's Roy's video. boys. Yeah, Roy's boys. And I'm proud I went back and checked our video after COVID hit. The videos, all the YouTubes went up. And so this video that Alex and Wesley and I did with my dad and the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra in England got nearly 4 million views. They have their own social media. So we're very active and we're going to embarrass ourselves more because we want people to know us and we want to get to know people. And we're just going to try to stay positive and get out there and do everything we can and all the time. So is Osa still in there? She's right here. I'm here. Have you 
gotten him to keep true to renewing your vows every year? I know your anniversary was last month. Have you been doing that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Reviewing on we no, do the wedding. Our wedding the was wedding. because of COVID. Oh, yeah. We're redoing it. We have to keep pushing it. Yeah, um, we have to keep pushing it all the time because of COVID, but we are doing it for sure. Good. Good for you. Are you gonna do it back in Tennessee or somewhere different this time in it, Sweden? This next one will definitely be in Sweden. We want to bring the our Swedish family together with the American one. Nice. Yeah. And the last one is in LA. The last one is in LA. Okay. So the next one I think is, is already it was supposed to be last year. But we're having a wedding because her family couldn't make it to the first wedding. You know, her mom was there, but the first one was kind of an informal thing with a John Cash family and stuff at the cabin. Right. So, did Carter officiate it? Yeah, he did. He did. You know, he, and added some good Johnny Cash energy to our nice. lives. And so, so then we have to have one in Sweden for all of our Sweden friends and her family. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out I've still got such a big community here in LA that uh, we're going to have to do another one. So I think the next one, we aren't even ready next year. It takes a year to plan. So the next right. one is Sweden in 2023. Great. And then the next one is in LA in 2025. Wow. And invited, just let us know if you're coming. You know, you guys. You got, you got, <laughs> I'm saying this open public. I mean, you can. Uh, everyone is invited to some extent, but you guys are actually, you know, if you end up being around. You're going to call security the minute I show up at your door. I just you know, I invited everyone out there. I'm like, you're all invited. Well, I don't think the church will fit that many people. But, but uh, it's, it's really fun. We're a big uh, loving family and there's really nothing better to celebrate. So we want to do it over and over. Right. And yeah. honestly, from a fan perspective, we love watching your love story. I'm excited for you guys to see where it goes. We hope you come back to Below Deck again because your family, honestly, my favorite family in the history of Below Deck. So that's so sweet. Thank you. Thank we you. really had a great time. Best ever. Yeah, we yeah, really I'm, I'm yeah. the petition Bravo to show more of your trip because I'm yes. a little bummed out that we didn't get to see more of it. We want to see it too. At least yeah. they could send you some stills so you can make a scrapbook or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's a story arc just with Osa on the jet, not jet ski, it's a motorized surfboard. Oh, you, you should have on the surfboard so like the first day she's falling all the time that makes for good tv and by the second day she's actually going in a straight line nearly a mile straight just on this surfboard with a little you're a quick learner no i really i was like you know the same thing royce said this time around i was having so much fun like i just didn't give up you know so Uh so i wanted to do all the water sports and i tried the surfboard which was pretty hard like Mm -hmm. and Every time you fall in the water, you come up and there's a drone, you know, and <laughs> not an inch from your face. They're behind you. I won't yeah, get a scene. Every yeah. time you come up, and she was better at the water sports than me, but Osa is so cute. She's wearing these bikinis up and she'd fall and then she'd come up and the drone is two feet with these blades right behind you, yeah. right behind Osa, basically crotch shots uh, the whole time. <laughs> I was sure, you know, I was nervous about that kind yeah, of Yeah, we thought they yeah. were going to show, like, there are times when you're walking around and your clothes fall off and stuff yeah. on these boats and you you, yeah. you forget where you are. And, you know. I'd check OnlyFans for some familiar um, <laughs> oh, buttocks. <laughs> Well, thank very you very funny. much. You guys are delightful. And, and thank you so out. much for doing this. We really appreciate it. We'll let you go. We know you have a fun family life to get back to, but thank you again. Our this listeners are going to love it. Very fun. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye
Thanks, guys. Thank you. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below, original music and lyrics by Angel Twitter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Cast off, me hearties. Yo, 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 yo. We're heading up the gangplank and going down below.